1: only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 247 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Hump day Wednesday, folks. Almost there. The weekend's around the corner. Thank you very much for tuning in. Got a special guest today. Paddy Wack. We're getting Irish around here, folks. Yes, Keegan McGraw from Ice Wars. And Ice Wars 2. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I was going to say, both times I was in I, I was in Edmonton for Ice Wars, um, I never had a chance to, to talk to Keegan. The first time, I didn't see him at the first one, um, out and about. And at the second one, unfortunately, he got injured. And uh, obviously, immediately went to the hospital after the event and... and uh, Shit, I think he said he was there for six hours or something. So, uh, unfortunately never got to see him at the second one either. So, um, but I had fun talking to him, not only in this interview, but, uh, kind of actually before we even started recording and after we recorded, uh, actually ended up talking to him for quite a long time, just about different things and, uh, and, and what he's doing going forward and that type of thing. So, um, it was fun. It was fun uh, getting to know him. Um, yeah, and I think you guys will dig it. It's an interesting interview. Uh, really interesting story because he was a goaltender. And, uh, yeah, so you'll hear about that transformation from goalie to playing out and uh, a couple of wild junior brawls and uh, and what led him to Ice Wars. So, um, yeah, lo- that was fun. So, um, But uh, before we get into that, actually, I hope, as I said, this is episode 247. I hope you go, uh, if there's new listeners, Keegan's got, I'm sure, got family and friends listening to this. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, I hope you check out the back catalog. Um, I've had a number of the Ice Wars competitors on my show, as well as oh, just John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Brad Wingfeld, Dean Mayrad, Joey Tedaranko, Clark Wilm, on and on. Um, so like I said, I encourage anybody, if you're new, to check out the back catalog. Uh, do two shows a week, uh, Wednesdays and Sundays. Normally I kind of do an interview show and then the other episode is, I don't know, what it's been referred to as shit show Sunday. It, uh, it, it's sort of when I howl at the moon and and yell about all things hockey and talk about old stuff and bitch about the new stuff and basically just be the bitter old man. Um, no, I mean, we we do different lists and uh, we kind of have fun with the Sunday show and, and, and that type of thing. I know this Sunday... Of course, with the NHL back in the swing of things and, uh, and, well, and a bunch of the, the LNH and, and a few of the pro leagues. And of course, the uh, preseason games have been going on. There's been a few fights and, like I said, a few young guy, young guys trying to make a name and a couple guys were fighting that probably shouldn't be fighting that, cause they don't really know what they're doing. And, uh, I'm going to talk about all of that on Sunday, but, uh, also I, I noticed, uh, uh, they, Alex Gallant is, playing for the Calgary Flames tonight. Well, it'll be tomorrow when you listen to this, but um, against Seattle. So that was cool to see that uh, Alex got in the lineup for the Flames. Hopefully he can get into something. Um, But yeah, other than that, um, as I said, I guess I got to do that. As I said, I remember the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams have uh, their podcasts. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is probably a show for you. And then of course uh my off network friend. Well I'll get into him and i s I'll get into that mud show in a second. But speaking of mud shows, of course we've got Alec Olin in there at the Five for Fighting podcast. Um just itching for something new to come out. Um but he's he has work commitments and he's out he's out on that highway, folks, pounding the pavement and uh so He's been uh, here, there, and everywhere this this summer with all the things going on with the move and everything else. So um, the, the uh, episodes have been infrequent. I know uh, not on purpose, but it just seems to be life is working out that way. I know Alec uh, wants to get to a, uh, a regular uh, release time. So uh, in the meantime, bear with him. But I will say as much as I bug him and everything else, he does have a tremendous back catalog. Frank Bialoas, Mike Segroy, Rob Ray, on and on. Um, Also, if you're on YouTube, I always say that if you're on YouTube. Everyone's on YouTube. When you're on YouTube, how about that? When you're on YouTube, go to the 5 for Fighting YouTube channel. Um, He has numerous fights, pretty much all the fights from last year from the East Coast Hockey League up. um, As well as a few uh, specialty videos that he's made. Um, I can't recommend it enough. Hit the subscribe button. We're trying to get Alec to a 1,000 subscribers, so if you could do that, it would be greatly appreciated. While you're on YouTube, bounce on over to the 4th Line Voice YouTube channel. I have over 2,500 fight videos on there. All the leagues, whatever league you're looking for, just type it into the little search engine there. Everything's sorted, so NHL, WHL, East Coast Hockey League, AHL. Boom, boom, boom. Up they'll come. There you go. 2,500 videos. That'll keep you busy for a while. So, and if you could hit the subscribe button as well, I would appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um, well, get rid of Lizito. Yeah, he's back, folks. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, retirement didn't last long. Apparently retirement didn't agree with him. But uh, Joel Lazito back at it. But a little change, a little change of pace. He's throwing a curveball in here. Um, of course, Joe was uh initially was doing the Coliseum Chronicles podcast. It was a New York Islanders podcast. Um he he has put that on the back burner, kind of retired it. Um, and he is starting a new podcast. It is the Nordiques Knuckles podcast, and it is obviously gonna be about the Quebec Nordiques. So he is gonna have Nordique players on, and I know he's got a few guys lined up. Hopefully they can show up for him because um you know that's always a battle. When it's an interview podcast to get guests. Um, but I'm really looking forward to, uh, to Joe's interviews. He always does a great job, really thorough. Um, I, lo- I like the Islanders podcast. Uh, I listened to all the episodes and I'm really looking forward to the Quebec one here. And, um, I know a couple of the guests that he's going to have early on here. Um, I'm looking forward to listening to. I know, uh, they, they may have done other shows, but I can guarantee none of those interviews will be as any, a fraction as in depth as Lazito's will be. So, if you want to know about us, about a cat, you listen to a Joe Lazito interview, Yeah, you'll, you'll know that guy inside and out by the time it's done. So, um, I'm, I'm just happy Joe's back podcasting, um, and, uh, I, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, actually, I was talking to Joe, th- I'm gonna, uh, I'll have to get him on the show here. Maybe we'll get him. up. Maybe I'll I'll try to wrangle him up. Maybe I'll bring him on on this Sunday, and uh, we can talk about this uh, Nord this Nordiques podcast and see what it's all about and get the skinny on it. But I know he uh, he just released uh, episode one, um, basically just saying what's going on and all that stuff. So, but yes, the Nordiques Knuckles podcast with Joe Lazito. So we'll see going forward what happens with that. But uh, I will keep you informed. But. Uh, Anyway, guys, other than that, um, yeah, I will, actually, I will save my ranting and raving about preseason hockey, um, for Sunday's episode, uh, although now that I've said it, I might have Lazito on the show for Sunday, so, I don't know, well, then him and I will both rant and rave about (laughs) about preseason hockey, (laughs) we're both old bitter bastards, so, uh, what better guest to get on to rant and rave with, um, but, uh, other than that, guys, um, if you happen to be on social media, I don't know why you would do that to yourself, but if you are um, and you're on Twitter, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as Fourth Line Voice on Facebook, and uh, give the give the accounts a follow, and I'm always uh, I'm always putting up videos or pictures or you know whatever, yapping back and f- you know yammering on about something, give me a follow and uh, and uh, that'd be cool. But uh, other than that, guys, I'm gonna shut up. Let's just get into no, no one tuned in to listen to me. You tuned in to hear Keegan, so let's let's do that. So, um, here's my interview with Keegan McGraw, great guest. I Really enjoyed talking to him, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, oh, I was going to say, but here I am about to throw it, and then I'm going to stop. Um, Why? Well, what I was saying, I encourage you to go back and check out the back catalog. Of course, this past episode last Sunday, um, <laughs> I got a lot of, I got some feedback on that episode. Uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, the, the Manson, the myth versus reality Dave Manson, uh, touched a nerve or two with a few people, but, uh, it was a fun episode and, uh, I, 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 I definitely stand by what I said, obviously. I'm not just, I didn't, uh, you know, I'm not just doing hot takes to get, or trolling people or anything like that. Um, I, I will once again reiterate that I am a Dave Manson fan. I've always been a Dave Manson fan. Um, so... No, it was not done out of a you know. Um, cause often the, it, it's been interesting. I, I've done a few myth versus realities, and I talk about I've done I don't know Manson. Who else? Have I done? Manson, Basil McRae, Crowder, Robinson, and Orr. I've done a bunch of them, and I, I always sort of get accused of Oh, you're just a hater." I'm like, I don't hate any of these guys. I don't hate. How could I hate Dave Manson? I'm like, no, I don't. I like Dave Manson. Um, I'm just simply like I said myth versus reality and uh yeah I am just I'm just putting the truth out there and uh doing research and then I I bring my findings to the listeners and then it's up to you guys to decide what you think but uh no oh, I think I made a pretty good argument but uh anyway I would encourage people to go back and check out that episode and uh and it's also got a really interesting um uh, like I said, Chris was putting it out in the Facebook groups. Um, where do you rank so and so? And then I go, through Brashear, Domi, and McSurley. I go through a couple of the guys, but yeah, I don't know. It was just, uh, I, I was just a fun little, uh, fun episode. And, uh, it's actually gotten uh, a fair amount of feedback, which I was gonna say it surprised me, but normally the feedback, a lot of the feedback I usually get comes from interviews, obviously. Um, but, uh, not so much solo episodes. But depending on the topic, but yes, like I said, the Manson was sort of a pol- he's sort of a polarizing figure. So um, on the with fight fans, on the old fight fans from message board days, he's a polarizing figure. Uh, he probably shouldn't be, but he got turned into one. But uh, yeah, anyway, check that episode out. It was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But uh, anyway, okay, Darren, shut up here. All right, folks, here's my interview with Keegan McGraw. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, talk to you cats on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. All right, here on the 4th Line Voice, we have a special guest today, Ice Wars competitor, Ice Wars 1 and 2 competitor, Keegan McGraw, Paddywhack himself. Keegan, how's it going today?
0: Hey, Darren, how we doing, buddy? Doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. It's a pleasure.
1: Oh, ab- oh absolutely. Thanks, thanks for coming on. It's, it's so nice we're going to do it twice here. Here we go. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, man... um well, first of all, of course, everybody that watched Ice Force Two, we saw your the unfortunate injury there. Um, how, how's the shoulder doing?
0: The shoulder's doing good. Just got a uh, four to six weeks of physical therapy, cortisone shot. But uh, every day it's feeling better. Every therapy session, more is coming back. And uh, really looking forward to getting cleared by the doctor and getting getting back to business.
1: Excellent, excellent. Um, well, like I said, we've uh, I've had all the guys on the show before and, and kind of like. What I like to do is obviously timeline a guy's career and like where you you know and where 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 it all started. So we, we'll we'll do that. Uh, where were you born and raised, and where did you play your minor hockey?
0: Yeah, so born and raised in uh, Pontiac, Michigan. Played uh, my uh, youth hockey in uh, Detroit in the Metro Detroit area. Uh, shortly before high school, I switched to net. Started playing goal and. Uh, played uh, four years of uh, high school hockey out of uh, Waterford Kettering there. And, uh, yeah, after that, after senior year, I uh, moved to Bay City, Michigan, and signed with the Tri-City Ice Hawks. And, yeah, that was the beginning of juniors and kind of where, you know, I really uh, started seeing, you know, scrapping on the ice and, and fighting on the ice, you know, when, it, when all that type of stuff started. Uh, and and off the ice a little bit, too. Uh, my, first, my first road trip, with the, uh, with the Ice Hawks. we went to St. Louis and, uh, it was, uh, it was the beginning of the season. It was our first roadie. So, you know, he's picking which goal he's riding and stuff. So the routine would be, you know, a three game weekend. You got goalie starting one, goalie starting the other. You know, you're bound to be scratched the game and then be backing up on the bench one of the games. So I started the first game and then I was scratched the second game. And, uh, so I'm in my jumpsuit by the glass. And we're standing by what have, what ended up being the the home team, the St. Louis team's uh, locker room. And another fella who is uh, in, he's in his jumpsuit with me too. He got suspended the uh, the weekend before. And he was one of the enforcers on the team. We called him killer Clark. This kid was a savage, but uh, there was a dirty hit from behind at the end of the game. And, uh, he wanted to have a word, you know, just to tell him, you know, that he'd see him tomorrow because the suspension was up, whatever, you know. And as soon as he gets off the ice, and we're right by their locker room, um, he tells Buddy, you know, I'll see you tomorrow. And Buddy, you know, right away is like, well, what do you got to do about it now? And, uh, you know, right away I'm like, fuck, here we go. We're suspended for sure. You know, he grabs him. He fucking pops his bucket off, and they just start fucking throwing right away. And basically now they got 12 players off the ice. It's the end of the game. It's just me and my buddy in our jumpsuits. And like 15, 15 of their boys in full equipment. And we're all just fucking logging it out. And I ended up getting tied up first with this lad. He's a pretty good hockey player too. One of their defensemen had fucking, and he played with them in, had loads of eyebrow piercings. And I remember that in particular guy like was just hammering his fucking eyebrow piercings. in his head. But uh, a lad too, in that brawl, I, I ended up going down to like three guys on top of me. And one of the fellas, booted me they got it on camera when they, the judge like reviewed it for suspensions and shit this guy was like stomping me with his skates on so buddy got suspended he got like uh kicked out of usa hockey forever the judge the judge made so yeah it's pretty wild and my of course my my folks too came from pontiac michigan to, uh for my first you know junior road trip and my ma tough romanian guy was the biggest sweetheart but i always joke with my dad that's where i get my toughness she's over there leading the way my dad's behind her because we're at this point we're fighting security guards staff members like it it turned into a whole whole shit show my buddy mick trying to hop over the glass you know the whole nine yards but it was pretty much just me and my buddy Clark versus like 15 of these guys security guys the whole yeah it was a fucking good old shit show but anyway after uh tri-city i uh the following year, junior, I went up, moved up to Sault Ste. Marie with a buddy of mine from uh, down here. We both headed up there. And uh, the Sioux, we had a good, good, tough team, man. And that's really where, like, there was, we, you know, we had a, a couple guys who could go on my first team and stuff. And I got into a bit of mischief. But the year in the Sioux was, uh, we had a team full of fucking killers. good, A bunch of good, tough native lads, like, guys that were really you know, throwing every game, guys knocking people out every game, you know, real, real crazy stuff. And uh, that year, actually, we got into, uh, there was a big, I know we were talking about, you know, mischief at the bar and stuff earlier. And uh, got got talking about, uh, there's this little club in the Sioux and me and a couple of uh, enforcers on the team, three of the toughest guys on the team, and then my buddy and we're going to this little club and we're already a few few drinks in, feeling pretty good, and there's some scuffle at the at the front entrance with the bouncer and ends up becoming something and we end up in this brawl out front and there's a biker that jumps in that we're fighting, we're fighting all the guards there and shit, this whole thing. And then we get to practice the next morning and we end up getting like banned from the club or whatever. And the coach has the tape. And he's just waiting there for us to play, and we had to write a fucking letter to the fucking club over All that shit. But, uh, yeah, just silly, silly junior tales. But, uh, after that year, I got drafted up, uh, in the GMHL up in Canada and, uh, went to, uh, South, got drafted by South Muskoka Shield. And then from there, I got traded to the Knights of Meaford over there by Owen Sound. And, uh, a few, I was there for like three or four months, maybe, maybe three months. And, uh, some greasy shit ended up happening with the GM or whatever, some money shit. He ended up getting locked up for a little bit or whatever. And I fucking ended up just getting out of Dodge. I just got out of there before shit got even greasier. And I ended up on a team in my, the last team I played for in junior, uh, the Alpena Street Cats in Alpina, Michigan. And uh this team was in the same league that uh the M W J H uh, the league that I played uh when I was playing for the Sioux. And uh it was a all Russian owned team, Russian coached, all Russian players, couple a couple Latvian lads, couple lads from Belarus, but that type deal that uh, that it was uh it was different. It was pretty wild, but uh yeah, the, actually, the end to my junior career, our last game, we were playing the team that I used to play with in the Sioux, and we're playing in the old Chi Mukwa Arena, the old barn. Uh, my uh, Yeah, my we actually had the old Sioux Indians locker room. We made it into our uh, our locker room, and I sat at uh, – because Ryan Miller played net there for the Sioux Indians when the Indians played out of there. And I I sat at his old stall. I used to – it had a nice room. It was a nice setup there. But anyway, we're playing against them. And this is my last junior game and we we go into a, a shootout against him. It's like thirteen rounds and you know, it was a hell of a game and we end up losing to my old team. And we get in the fucking hallway and the coach makes us run a fucking gauntlet drill in the hallway after we just lost and he makes the fucking goalie he makes me go first after I just lost a shootout, thirteen round shootout to my to my fucking old team, all my old buddies, you know. And so right away, you know, my head's fucking flustered. I'm like, what kind of weird Russian shit? Like, what what the fuck is this? And so, right, you know, I'm steaming. so I just, I have my block on still. And the, the first lad that I had to go through was this big Latvian lad named George. He was a good guy, too. I built with him, lived with him for a while. But, you know, it is what it is. And I fucking just nailed him before I even entered the gauntlet. Just fucking threw my fucking left blocker at him. Cleaned his clock, and there was a little bit of a fucking team brawl there in the uh, in the locker room. And they brought me in, like you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, buddy, like the coach grabbed me, like you know, what's going on? I'm like, what do you mean? What kind of weird show are you running here, you fucking? Anyway, I fucking that was that was the end of the junior career. Uh, <laughs> after yeah, after that, I uh, as far as bullpenning, I uh, after juniors, I ended up. Uh, Going to camp and signing with the uh, port here on their inaugural year out of the Fed. Uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to report for season. For season, uh, had some uh, personal things going on. wasn't able to uh, Wasn't able to report for season. But uh, yeah, that was that was it for goaltending.
1: So uh, well, after that, I was going to uh, say though, like when when you're growing up, I mean, obviously, are you like into like like boxing and like were you a physical kid like? Did you like the contact and everything growing up like you said playing minor hockey you you were playing out what what made you go into yep. net, net just seems like a really odd choice for someone that kind of likes physical play what what made you become a goalie yeah
0: at that time you know like in, in when I was growing up too I I loved just hockey in general so I studied all parts of it including the goalies and you know, all that and guys like I don't know what fully pushed me to goaltending, but like Ronnie Hextall battling Billy Smith. And then, you know, while I was, you know, coming up, you know, guys like Ray Emery, I just, I I love that. I I don't know why. I I think I just loved hockey so much that I wanted to, you know, do everything that it had involved. And at that point I was playing player and I was, you know, I was a kid and stuff and I was like, fuck it. I want to go in that, but I still had that, you know, that fiery side. So like, you know, goaltenders like that were the ones that I, you know, really looked up to. That that style of play was still very much.
1: Yeah, like throughout your junior, like in the, in the games, did you ever have like the there's a line brawl going on and you take you skate out to center ice with the other goalie and go at it? Did you ever have any goalie fights? Oh, oh yeah,
0: see a lot of and no, I never had any actual with another goalie. I fought players and stuff, and a lot of you know in some of the leagues the first two years I feel like too. If I were to fight a player like right in my crease in my zone, there would be times where a player on my team would just serve the five and I could stay in that, like, if, I, if it wasn't a total delay game, like, if I didn't leave. Like, whenever there was, like, an altercation, you know, if there were to be out of zone, zone, so I'd see, you know, what goalies would go at center ice that they'd get ejected, you know. But that that happened a few times. But, no, coming back to uh, fighting, no, they're Goalies And I'd set it up, too, you know, because it was that day and age on Facebook. Guys, you know, goalies would be like, yeah, you want to do, you know, center ice, second intermission? Like, yeah, buddy, for sure. And uh, the fellas would just uh, choke up every time. They didn't want too much to do with it. Uh, and I remember, too, when I was playing in Canada, there was this kid who was playing for the Quebec team, the, this goalie. He had a few goalie fights on YouTube and stuff, and everybody's talking like, oh, he's tough, Andy. And we were getting just fucking rammed by this team. I think I fucking got buried like eight. Like it was like eight to zero at the second intermission or something like that. So we're skating off at the second end of the period. And I'm just begging this fucking kid to go me, go me, go me. And he wasn't having anything to do with it. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, tried to set shit up online on Facebook messenger and shit with guys. I remember when I was playing for the Sioux, there was a, uh, this big six, seven lanky fucker. who was playing that for uh, the Holland team. And he was talking everything like he was gonna do as the last regular season game and uh another no show. But uh yeah, a lot of a lot of scraps with opposing players, you know. I would fucking gladly always, you know, tip my head to a tough guy and fucking, you know, throw him with him once the play went down. Got a a, a few too many tens to a lot of shit coaches didn't like I like to unfortunately I was uh like to use my head a lot. I got quite a few uh injections for head butting. A lot of stick work in front, you know, lads knew, you know, to be careful of the the blue area, and especially as a goalie, I took pride in it too, because, you know, like, you know, goalies, you know, a lot of guys are like, oh, goalie is a fucking pussy, oh, no, fuck you, you know, I'll fucking carve you and goalie if you fucking come by me, you know, we'll fucking let them know.
1: At any point when you were playing junior, do you ever ask the coach, like, hey, play buddy tonight, and I'm going to play out, just to fight somebody, do you ever ask him? Yeah yeah
0: and we tried there was one time where they had quite a lineup the other team but the score sheet had already been done and they already had me as backing up in that so they weren't able to switch it over or whatever but i used to bring that up a bit but uh i don't know it just it never happened and i always thought like it it came close a few times but there was just always some issue that we weren't allowed to do it but uh I definitely always had obviously I, I was definitely willing and, and always wanted you know that would be quite a quite a cool gig to be able to you know play net and then like the third game of the weekend or whatever you know go out and just fucking terrorize because I was you know always been a good skater with you know with regular skates on as well, you know
1: yeah well well, oh, and I forgot to ask you the follow up, of course, uh, when you were telling the story there when you were in, in Tri Cities and you you're brawl on your first road trip uh, what 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 happened to you? How many games did you get suspended for I ended up getting
0: 17. Uh, and I think, I think, if I remember correctly, I think Chris Osgood was like the final, like judge of that league. Cause it was the old, I know that team, uh, that Tri-City team, I know they're in the mini, the uh, Minnesota Junior League now. I believe they just were. I'm pretty sure they're still in there. But, uh, at that time it was the GL, JHL. So it was like there was a, there was a Motor City team. There were a couple Detroit teams and uh, a couple Wisconsin teams for that whole little Midwest area. But, yeah, I ended up getting seventeen games for that. so that was a nice little uh, quarter out of my first season of junior. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there we go. Oh, the joys of junior. Um, oh, yeah well, like you said, you 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 wrap up there and you're you're done junior and um, you know and uh, at this point, you're kind of uh I know you kind of got into uh, like boxing and like bare knuckle fighting and stuff. is that correct?
0: Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as I got into my mid twenties, well, early mid twenties, uh, wasn't playing net as much, you know, started skating back out and stuff again, locally and, uh, really started getting into boxing, started boxing down in the city. And then, uh, about a year, year and a half, two years after uh the bare knuckle boxing became sanctioned in the States and became, you know, professional combat sport, I really started paying mind to it and, uh, started to become something you know I, I wanted to pursue um and uh actually before covid there i was supposed to be making my uh debut over in uh manchester over in england but then covid fucking started up and all that shit with traveling and everything obviously got stirred up and then a few months down the road and you know covid still going on pretty hard i end up having to get uh from i was uh, sparring and i end up my shoulder was already a little bit fucked up and I knew I was going to need to get a surgery on it, but I kind of tweaked it extra good. when I was sparring one time, went into the doc and, uh, you know, got the MRI done and everything ended up having to get the surgery and, uh, yeah, just basically, you know, healed up from the surgery and then got back on the grind. And then, uh, last March I came in contact with some guys in, uh, and, uh, Ended up uh, heading down to New Orleans for uh, a camp they had going on and uh, linked up with uh bare-knuckle gym out of Tampa Bay down there, a guy named Mike Smith. Uh, um, he was down there, um, or excuse me, Kevin Smith, and he was down there, signed with him. Uh, he's got a good bare-knuckle gym there, good management firm down there, and uh, was supposed to go down there for a six-week uh, bare-knuckle camp to uh before i made uh my bkfc uh debut there and uh but in that time uh ended up getting in contact with aj galante there and uh the ice lore thing became this possibility and you know i form- informed uh kevin smith on that uh down at the bare knuckle gym and he's uh he's a good canadian boy and he was you know full he you know he had played hockey when he was younger and stuff and uh he, he loved it you know he's like if anything this is just gonna you know help add to your name before making your bare knuckle they'd be like he loved the whole idea of it he's been in full support of the ice wars. uh so yeah just been putting the bare knuckle on hold and chasing this ice horse thing for a while now and uh yeah man don't regret it man it's been it's been a great ride aj's been fucking terrific all the ice horse stuff has been unreal it's and it's that you know that type of event has always been like a dream like you know you watch the old one and Finland and the one out uh, in Western Canada there and uh, that other one yeah. and uh, you know you're like God fuck they need to you know they need to do this shit like this shit is you know this is always watching that you know I was like fuck if this something like this were to were to come open you know I'm gonna hop at the opportunity right away. And now a message from our sponsors.
1: The NFL action is in full swing here at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Lately, with work being as busy as it's been, I've spent a lot of time catching up on my podcast, my Jim Cornette, my Five for Fighting podcast, And it's been great. You know why one of the reasons why it's been great? Because I've been using my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for that perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon's give you an 8 hours of play time as well as a 32 hour battery life. Raycon's are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of the other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Noise isolation, awareness mode. You know, I I wear them at work when I'm kind of getting in and out of the truck. Also, when I'm in the shop, they're perfect. So go to Raycon.com slash THPN today and get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 50% off. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Yeah, so so you, you get a hold of AJ and, uh, and and then you get it confirmed that you're in. Um, how long did you know that you were in it till the event? Uh, I think
0: for sure. I think I signed the contract. Maybe like about a maybe a month before. About a month before.
1: Okay, so. Um, had you did you do any work on synthetic and all that stuff before you got there?
0: Yeah, one of my sponsors that I had in the uh in the first one, they had a little synthetic ice sheet out there. And uh I only got on it two times before and it was very different stuff than they had. Um but uh I, I definitely wish I would have got more. That's why for the second one I ended up ordering a bunch of synthetic ice and you know, you really got to, it, it's pretty, it, it's very important to get that for the training camps, for for the ice boards, especially, you know, these events that are on the synthetic ice, it just makes a lot more sense. For my for my training camp leading up to the second plate I didn't throw a punch, you know, with my skates off. You know, everything I was doing, I wanted to do with my skates on.
1: Yeah, the, um, well, like you said, well, we'll go through the different events here. So, for the first one, um, you, uh, you fought just the Smoke, and, um, just going into the whole event, like, just what was, uh like, you get to Edmonton and, you, you know, you're doing the, like, the night before, you're doing, it's just almost like the like the UFC, right? You're doing the interviews and the, the weigh-ins and all that stuff. What, just what was the, um, just what was the vibe like with everybody and, you know, and, and uh, like, was there a lot of tension or was there a lot of, you know, were the guys getting along or were, you know, how, how did that all go?
0: Yeah, everybody, everybody seemed to be getting on, and, uh, you know, everybody, for the most part, everybody, I mean, everybody's there to fight, but everybody's, you know, good guys, man, they're all good, good, tough fellas, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, always when you first get there, it's a little more tense until everybody, you know, loosens up, or, you know, you get to know guys, you know, and all that, but, uh, yeah, as far as that with the boys and everything, but uh, everything else, no. Was, from the first event onward, I, everything was very professional. You know, with everybody at the top, you know, taking care of you, all that stuff. The whole nine yards. Was, but right away, you know, I knew AJ was pushing everything in the right direction, and that uh, him and Charlie, you know, pushing everything in the right direction. And you know, I have big. Uh, I see a big future for him for sure. I think it's it's the perfect time to to do it again and get launched up. You know, with uh with social media, how it is and everything, I really think this is the time to, to push it. And they definitely, I, I'm excited to see where it goes.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, oh, I was going to ask, uh, were you, was there any, at, at any point where you talked about uh, going in the tournament in the first one? Or was it always just going to be a single fight?
0: Yeah, when it first started, you know, because obviously I want. <clears throat> whatever's you know the most money you can make you know obviously i want that opportunity for sure so i was pushing for that but for the first one you know that heavyweight tournament and of course there was no because because hopefully they're doing that i heard maybe the next event or maybe the one after i heard you know the super heavyweight tournament is on its way but uh with that first heavyweight tournament i definitely wanted to be in it but the names you know they had a good good list on there so when he came at me and was, you know, asking about, you know, a single fight, I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, man. I was, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, I'm down to do it."
1: Well, and like you said, you we you fought justice in the first one. Um, now I know there's not a lot of video on him or anything like that out there. So what, uh, basically, uh, uh, going into it, what what was sort of your strategy going into the fight?
0: Uh so. And that's one thing with the – after seeing how it was judged and stuff, because I really, you know, I wish – I thought, you know, he could have got that extra round in and, you know, really figured. I think me and Justice both wanted to keep banging there. But, you know, I a few times I let it, you know, try to, you know, get him in and feel his energy, you know, and let him exchange, you know, throw his, you know, kind of strategic, especially with that round format, you know, and it being, you know, a fight set up like that. You know, I wanted to let him, you know, throw out a little bit, pick my shots and stuff. But with the way the scoring was, you know, it seems like they kind of give, you know, tilt up to whoever's, you know, throwing the exchange, whether it's, you know, landing or not, wherever it's going. And I was, you know, more picking my shots, like letting him throw three or four, you know, heavies and, you know, dodging, getting out of the way and then coming up with, you know, one shot or two quick shot on 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 the point there and then, you know, letting him throw, you know, three or four more. I wish I would have been, you know let him throw a shot. And, you know, like in the second one, you know, as soon as the shot was thrown, I would just try to counter and stay up with the shots, you know, in the, with the uh, exchanges, you know, if, if he threw one, I wanted to make sure I threw one or two, you know, after that, just to, you know, stay up on the shots.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I'd, I, I think I'd like to get, um, I mean, I've talked to them privately, but I would like to get like Mayrad and those guys, like a judge on the show. Cause I know Dean's done two of them, uh, both or judged in both of them. <clears throat> kind of what yeah, yeah. did they say ahead of time like when you were in the locker room or, or did they tell you like how they were going to judge did anybody ever say anything to you guys
0: yeah yeah they they i believe after the lanes, they had a little bit of talk about it but you know with it yeah with it being a new sport i think everybody kind of and that's the thing about the first event. you know you learn a lot of stuff and you kind of go from there and see you know doing it from that first time with the judging like that in that round format you kind of get an idea of you know what we gotta do and this and that. But uh yeah, but uh no, they they definitely got a good setup, you know, I like how it is for sure. Uh those two rounds and stuff. Uh but yeah in that first fight you know I was I, and at that point I was like fuck I wish it was a three round fight but or a three round fight. But uh no, it's a good setup.
1: <clears throat> yeah, like I know um yeah and I think you're right. I think especially in the first one, I think basically I think it was just whoever was busier. I think was rewarded, right? Like you said, regardless. Right, of, right. Like if it was a real, I mean, if it was like even if it was like a top of the helmet shot, or a, you know, I think they right, were, it, right. as long as I think it was as long as the the appearance of being busy, I think was going to get you was it would favor give you the favorite in the in the judges' eyes. I think
0: for sure, for sure, and that's one thing coming from the bare knuckle background. You know, I learned to really you know try to read fighters and those counter shots, and, you know, because that's what's important, you know, because with the bare knuckles, you know, you you have a few shots that are on point, you pick your shots properly, and, you know, and bare knuckle, a jab can end things pretty quickly, you know, so.
1: Well, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, yeah, with the bare knuckles, yeah, you're certainly not just, you know, throwing it around, uh, you know, aimlessly. For sure. I mean, yeah, you definitely, because, you know, you don't want to hit the top of the head or anything, right? So, yeah, so. For sure. Yeah, I could, so, Unfortunately, you you lost the decision to justice. Um, and then, when you leave, like I know, I'm I'm sure you watched the fight a lot of times and went through it in your head and everything. Um, when you when you were signed up for the second one, um, what, in, in terms of your game plan, what did you uh, what did you decide to switch up going into the second one? Uh,
0: the second one, you know, the same approach as in, you know, feeling, feeling his vibe out, you know, what, what his, uh, you know, strategy is as the, right at the beginning of the fight. But the main thing to keep in mind was to set myself up in a good position and to be exchanging, you know, at the same rate or every time if he exchanged, you know, if he were to get one up, I'd want to get one back quick. If he were to get three off in a row, you know, throwing, exchanging, I would want to be able to deliver, you know, three back, you know, stuff like that just in case, you know, there's no knockout or anything like that to be, you know, keeping up on the points.
1: Yeah. Well, and in the, in the second one, um, you fought Dallas auto, who was actually the referee in the first one. Um, and of course Dallas played, he played junior out in BC and then played, uh, and then Alberta and then played senior out in Alberta. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately you guys, I think it was about what 30, 45 seconds. And then, uh, and then you got, unfortunately you got hurt your shoulder when you went down. Um, yeah in terms of how that fight was going i know it was i know it really didn't go for very long it'd be a blink of an eye and then it was kind of you were injured but um there seemed to be a little little tension in that fight um you guys it seemed like you guys were having some issues in that fight was that uh am i reading that wrong or am i correct there
0: no i mean yeah no two two big competitive edge you know and uh no, you know, I thought uh Otto was a good lad, uh, you know, good tough boy stepping up and getting in there and everything and uh the only thing, you know, I definitely definitely want to want to go him for sure, you know, I definitely I definitely deserve the lick and he fucking uh you know, I stay out there with my shoulder mangled, you know, a couple minutes, you know, after the the match was called and uh skate over say cheers and everything. You know, being respectful, and then a couple of days later, you know, lad wants to be a little cheeky on the internet. You know, needs a licking for that. But uh, I told AJ, you know, I'd I'd like to go home, You know, one way or another, absolutely, uh, definitely feel like there's a bit of a unfinished business for sure.
1: Well, and I, it was funny because I was telling you this before, but I was saying but we were well, because unfortunately you got hurt and had to go to the hospital after the event. Uh, I was yeah. In, I was in the event after at the in the casino bar with all the guys. And, uh, of course, old uh, old James Donnie Brooks there was, uh, he who competed against uh, Corey Allen that night, you know, another fellow American yeah. there from uh, from Chicago. Well, he was really pushing AJ for you and him to fight the all-American matchup to be who's going to be the first American to win at Ice Wars. So I don't know. You might Dallas might have to go on hold here. You might have to fight James Brooks, I think for the battle of the US flag yeah, here. yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah i'm i'm
0: hey man i'm i'm down to go anybody and that he's, he's a great he's a great fellow you know we yep. talked uh good chicago boy um but no yeah him and his uh, girl were there they seemed like real good people but no yeah whatever's in the cards if uh aj wants to make that happen whatever whatever's in the cards i'm i'm game for whatever whatever the boss man has got in mind i'm 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 down for
1: how going into the first and the second one now that you're you know now that they're done and you're sitting here, what were the uh did you notice any of the differences in the second one was there any difference uh I don't now that I'm saying I don't know how to I guess as a fighter, I don't know how they would be different now that I'm saying I'm asking you, but do you know what I mean was there anything had anything changed at all like I know, like we were saying with the first one going into the second one obviously there's gonna be some hiccups and some speed bumps, and you learn from that from your mistakes um did you notice anything different did it seem to run smoother the second one
0: yeah yeah the production was was a one and yeah yeah definitely like and, and the, the first event, everything was ran great too but definitely everything seemed super tight you know tightly ran everything was uh the production everything was great in that second event there again um and uh yeah with with everything else, man with having ice ready, you know ready for us to get on you know the night the you know a couple nights before you know all that was available again, test the ice out no, it was uh yeah it was a great setup they uh and yeah you you obviously you know personally learned you know just from going through the first event you know it's the exact same venue you know you you know you know exactly what you're walking into, you know.
1: Yeah, like I was gonna say, that would be the thing too. I know from just talking to the different guys that were in the event and stuff. Um, did you find it just just getting ready for the second one a lot, like nerves wise, and maybe and everything? Was it a lot easier the second time around? I would assume it would be.
0: Yeah, and with nerves and stuff, I mean, you know, I'm a uh, I'm a fighting man. You know, I, I I enjoy it the whole the whole lead up to it. You know, the, and obviously the best part is getting out there and fighting. So. The nerves, and I know, you know, a lot of guys say, oh, you're lying if you say you're not nervous. I, I guess, but in my opinion, you know, just excited. You know, I, I really enjoy doing it, and uh, yeah, I just, when when the countdown starts, I just can't wait to get out there, you know, put on the show.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of like that nervous energy, right? Yeah. like uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as just, uh, I know there's been, like, especially on the internet, a lot of people have been talking about it. and. And I know talking to the guys, and like you just said with the synthetic, the stuff that they actually had at the event was a lot better than, like all the guys I talked to, they say the stuff at the event was a lot better than what they were training on. But at the end of the day, it's still not ice. Um, Do you think your approach would be, like, do you think it would be easier on ice rather than synthetic?
0: You know... I and see uh, comfortability just naturally you know grow, you know growing up you know skating on ice you know playing hockey on ice and not you know when I was playing net and stuff in junior a couple of the facilities we had some synthetic ice but as far as you know competing you know on the synthetic ice it's definitely different but once you get the hang of it you know like I I, I enjoy it I like that ice they got there that synthetic ice they got there is real good in the ice box there. But I definitely would, you know, you know, excited to see, you know, at some point when the stage is bigger, you know, fill an arena and get some, you know, on some real ice. That would be real exciting for sure, definitely.
1: Yeah, it, it'd just be it'd be interesting. Like, do you think it would change your approach at all?
0: Uh, with some things, just on edge work, you know, and, and, and weight transfer and stuff like that. But uh, I – Mm, and training obviously i would do all my training on ice i would you know get it figured out at the rink and stuff and and be able to have real ice to do the the camp on instead of the synthetic ice for sure um but yeah besides that no but i mean just a natural feel of being on the ice you know comfortability that would definitely be a plus you know but like i said you know you train and you have your camp on the synthetic ice you know you'll be all set to, to compete on that as well
1: for anybody listening that that might be go, that want to go into Ice Wars 3 or want to sign up or anything any any would be Ice Warriors out there what would be your uh what would Keegan McGraw's uh what would your what your advice be to a to a newcomer what should they expect and what should they work on if you're going to go into this
0: I mean definitely have your gas tank ready you know uh for sure be conditioned uh and, uh, you know, work on your technique, really get, and, and you gotta, you gotta get down on it. You gotta, you gotta have a proper camp, you know, you really gotta buckle down, you know, that last month before and, uh, get a good team, man. It's all all about the team you got behind you, too. I know it's you out there fighting, but the guys helping you work and stuff, you know, that's essential. Um, well, speaking of that, you know, I got,
1: uh, yeah, yeah,
0: uh, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Gillies there got a, a new, uh, new lad coaching on the team paddywhack there
1: there we go well and he reached out to you right
0: yeah so i posted uh I, well i had some some highlights or something on instagram and i'd followed him a while back and he followed me back which is pretty cool i was sitting on the couch with my girl and i was like fucking trevor Gilly just getting the follow back but uh yeah he saw some highlights and messaged me and was like man i love it like uh love the style, you know, with you being a lefty, like, there's a lot of things you could, you know, I could show you, man, I can, you know, show you how to not get touched and just set yourself up in a position to destroy, dude, like, and I was fucking, you know, I was just jaw dropping, I was like, buddy, like, I, please, you know, I've fucking, I've been searching for, you know, an NHL legendary, you know, tough guy like yourself, not, uh, and lucky enough, you know, he's a fucking, you know, unreal left. The guy is a unreal southpaw, and you know that's obviously me being a southpaw and his style, the whole the whole nine. Like I'm just I'm super geeked up about it, and yeah, I'm gonna uh, gonna have my training camp uh, down in Augusta, uh, Georgia, where he's at. Bring the better ice down there, have a good camp, and then uh, yeah, hopefully you'll see him in my uh, in my corner with lad there at uh, the next event, next Ice Wars. Yeah,
1: that's that's awesome. Well, and I think and I and and I think that would be. Even more beneficial especially when it's an ex hockey player right and it's like oh yeah and, 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 and it's like hockey exactly. fighting right and you're on skates so his, his you know it's much more and attractive.
0: that's what it is too right? because it's it's it's, it's it, it, it at the end of it, it it is a hockey fight even with the rounds and stuff and you know with the just starting everybody kind of looking at a different approach and and it is it, it's not hockey but it is it is a hockey fight so to be able to have somebody on your team like you know the boxing the grappling all that's essential all, all the extra stuff obviously that comes with it for sure you got to do all that stuff but when it comes down to you know training camp and stuff you got to have you know an experienced hockey enforcer there a part of your camp you know because at the end of it it, it is a hockey fight you know
1: well yeah and you're like synthetic or not you're on skates so that i mean like you said exactly. right? that's one thing when it's a boxing guy yeah he could show you how to punch and how to transfer well that's different when you're on skates and if he never played exactly. hockey before, exactly. he doesn't know. He can he can maybe have an idea, and yeah. guess, and you know he, the upper body part he can do. But I mean, he's like you said, he's yeah. not used to discussing edge work or where to set up or because I know when talking when I had Cole Johnson on the on the show and uh, and I I can't I talked to somebody I means Amesbury maybe anyway I talked to somebody okay. else and they were saying one of the problems that they were having or that they had to kind of adjust to and I think I was saying this to you the last time we talked but. Like, when they would get in close in the clinch, when you tried to separate and back up on the synthetic, it was hard. So it's like, whereas he was saying, like, like, say if you're in, you're talking to a boxing guy, they'd be like, well, you know, whatever, punch out of it or do whatever. And it's like, they don't understand that you can't really glide back because you're, you're on skates and, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, if exactly. you say that to Gillies, yeah. Gillies would know what you're talking about, right? Because he'd he just done yep. it. Yep. Yep. So I think that's where... Just a little thing like that, I think his... his I, what's the, I guess his skills would be a lot more transferable over than just a normal boxing coach. I think, anyway, this is yeah, that's just my
0: opinion. Absolutely, no, that's, that's 100%, for sure.
1: Yeah, because like you said, it's rounds and all that, but at the end of the day, it's a hockey fight. You can call it whatever you exactly. want, but that's what it is. You know, you're on skates, and exactly. it's, it's a hockey fight. So, And I mean, and Trevor Gillis yeah. is one of the best to do it, so I can't think of anybody uh that would be much more uh you know have much more of an expert yeah. opinion than trevor gillies so and like you said Eddie's left-handed exactly. too right so that's even better yeah
0: literally it's, it's it's yeah it's perfect i'm uh i'm really looking forward to it because uh i believe you know with my fight iq and his you know uh, all his experience and what he's going to be able to teach me i really feel like uh my Ana's fighting; he's gonna bring you know to its highest potential. You know, he's really gonna help me shine. I'm really looking forward to you know to learning and and absorbing everything off him.
1: Well, yeah, and he's like one of those guys too. It's like, and that's like anything, right? Some guys, like I've had them on the show or whatever. You talk to them, and and they're you know, yeah, they'd fight, and it's like, oh, well, what were your techniques? It's like, oh, fuck, dude, I don't know. See his face, punch it. You know, they didn't really think of it, right? They're just right. They, they they was just they were tough and they were fighting. Whereas other guys really right. got into it and broke it down, like a Dean Mayrath or whatever. Like when I had him on, oh, it was like the yep. science of fighting when he was talking. He talked for like 20 minutes about it, right? right? But Gillies is the same okay. way, right? Like he would look in depth and it was a video guy and would study and and, and that he, yeah and like yep. angles and where to duck and you know and all that stuff, right? So I think uh, yeah,
0: and I, I'm I'm all about that strategic stuff too. So yeah, yeah, I really like that. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect match. I'm really really looking forward to
1: it. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's yeah, and like well, and, and I mean if you and as, as you know, as you've seen Gillies lately, I mean, I think that that guy could go put on skates and be the toughest guy in the NHL right now at like forty five years old. Oh like, yeah, like the well, guy still looks like he's twenty three. Yeah. You know, this guy's found the fountain of youth for
0: sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck yeah, if he, yeah. If he were to compete in ice horse, fuck, I he, he'd take some heads off. And that a guy's an animal. He could he could for sure, absolutely. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, he could definitely still compete, for sure, yeah. Father Tom sure, hasn't, sure. hasn't found Trevor Gillies yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Well, another thing, like you said, Gillies reaching out to you and uh, and everything else, but there's, uh, you know, there's, uh, with the Ice Wars guys, that said, holy shit, it's like it's sparked this thing in hockey again where people want toughness, and, I mean, all these Ice 4 guys are getting signed. I mean, you got Amesbury and Smoke and Check and Johnson all going to Danbury. And I know Malcolm Humert's about getting ready to sign here. And Justin Schmidt's back. And every, and Swanson's back in the LNAH. And everybody's getting signed. Well, there's been a team talking to you too, uh, correct?
0: Yeah, so I've been in contact with the... Uh... The new, uh, new club, the new Motor City team there, uh, the Motor City Rockers. Um, I, uh, yeah, I've been talking with Nick Field there, the GM. I went down, uh, a couple weeks back, uh, checked out the facility, the big boy arena. Hadn't been down there in quite a few years. Uh, it's looking great. A lot of, lot of new additions. It's looking real nice down there. Uh, met, uh, met Nick, met a few of the boys. They got a, a good coach and Gordy Brown there. Um, yeah, uh, so they're yeah, talked talked uh, talk with Nick there. Looking for, you know, hometown tough guy, get some bums and seats, you know, drop the gloves as many times, you know, in the night with uh the opposing uh you know, hard man there and the other squad and uh, put on a show for the for the fans. Get some get some butts and seats and uh yeah, really really put on a show. But uh hopefully, you know, the uh I'm hoping to get cleared, you know, they they got their home opener there against Port here on um on uh i believe october 13th fucked her up at seven thirty. um but yeah i'm just looking to you know get cleared by the doctor get out there skate with them and uh go from there but uh yeah really excited really looking forward to that
1: yeah and the, the goalie equipment's getting is getting left at home you're playing out right
0: yeah yeah oh yeah yep yep yeah only uh only on ice, uh, pugilist duties. But uh, no, you know, and I'm looking forward to because I've been skating out for a while. You know, growing up, you know, I've always played. You know, always been playing out still. You know, so it's it's no big deal. But I, you know, I'm looking forward to you know playing some hockey too. Because uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to being on the ice. But uh, you know, I definitely will know what my job is out there, and we'll uh, definitely be looking to put on a show. You know, a lot of a lot of good scraps.
1: Well, absolutely. And, uh, like I was saying a couple episodes ago with all you guys signing, I said, like, I mean, I stopped watching hockey over a decade ago. I said, well, this might be the year I'm back watching it. I can tell you, well, well not if I will oh, yeah. be watching it. Well, for, uh, fuck the NHL. I'm not going to watch that shit, but I'm going to be fully yeah. invested in the, uh, in the federal league. I can tell you that, that and the East Coast league oh, got a yeah. couple kids coming and, uh, got to watch Swanee and an old, uh, Jeff LaFrance there, another Ice Force guy who was causing trouble in the first preseason game in the LNH last night. Yeah, I think I'm going to have, uh, th- there's going to be a few leagues to be watching this year. I'm excited for it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely exciting. Yeah, it's, it's good to see, too, because, uh, you know, especially, you know, at that level, you know, it's got to, the game's got to be spicy, man. You got to have the fireworks, you know.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? Like we were talking before, that's the one thing with the federal league. I, I think when when people are coming to a federal league game, uh, you know, they're not really too interested in watching pond hockey. I mean, there's got to be some, uh, yeah, you. you know, there's got to be a few tilts, and I think as long as there's, you know, cheap beer, yeah, yeah. a few tilts, and the whole you gotta, team got to have your character.
0: Your character has got to be got to be big at that level for sure. They got to, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely got to have a good face there, definitely for yeah. sure. Yeah, put on a good show, absolutely
1: yeah no exactly and i think uh and i think they're doing they're doing a smart thing here but with, with so- although i like danbury i'm like holy shit they're they're getting ready for world war three the way they're loading up so uh yeah you might yeah uh, oh yeah i'll uh, tell you if you sign with motor city when you roll into danbury you're gonna be a busy dude that night you and justice there might have to yeah, be a rematch
0: no, no no shit oh yeah for sure yeah and justice is uh yeah shout out to smoke he is the uh, He's a great lad. I'm glad that I was able to have you know my first high source scrap against him. He's a, he's a good tough kid. Uh, as my as my uncle who's in a non, would say, you know, he's a lad you want you want in your foxhole. You know, you want him in the trenches He's a good good tough loyal kid. Yeah, no. but yeah, definitely. Once I, you know, I definitely we we definitely will be and we'll be you know smiling and chatting about it. You know, having having a beer after the game. But uh, we'll definitely be getting after it for sure, 100. percent
1: Oh yeah! Once the jerseys come on, it's game face, right? So yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. So no, just is a good yeah good dude. I had him on the show a couple times. Got to talk to him a little bit there in Edmonton. Yeah, for sure. I think, and it's been really great to see what what. Uh, the opportunities Ice Wars given all you guys, and it's been really fun to. Yeah, it's pretty,
0: it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah, with yeah with Cowboy being back in the yep. uh, Quebec League, and yeah, all all the boys venturing off to different spots. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Like I said, it's good to see you know some spice being thrown on the game for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you know, just with the Ice Wars, and I think with the like you said, with the momentum it's got going. Um, like I said, selfishly, I'd like to have it back in Edmonton again so I could go to it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's time for it to move somewhere else and, and let a different group of people see it live. But uh, I think it's heading in the right direction. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what uh, what the future brings. And uh, and looking forward to seeing you back there and, uh, healed up in Ice Force 3 and on the ice in the Federal League. And, um yeah, man, I want to uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show today and uh, and tell tell the folks your story.
0: Yeah, absolutely, buddy. I I appreciate it uh, for sure. And like I said, it's a pleasure to to be on the show, man. You've had many legends on the show. I mean, for this this show is how I uh, how I actually heard about uh, Ice Wars too. Because before that, you know, I have no no social media or anything. I didn't make anything up until the. Uh, until before, right before my first fight, I was talking with AJ. He was like, yeah, you might just you probably, you know, pull up some social media. It's probably good to start building it now anyway. I hadn't been on it in fucking years, and I, you know, got it fired up. But before that, I didn't have anything, so I didn't see anything online. So, yeah, if it weren't for this show, I wouldn't uh, initially uh heard about Ice Wars, you know, and uh, and uh, got a hold of AJ there.
1: Yeah, you're ready. Yeah, see, like we said, Hey, AJ, I want a, I want a finder's fee. I got, uh, I got patio yeah. <laughs> you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. And like I said, uh, well, I was telling you before we got going, it's been, it's been fun having all you guys in the show and, and, uh, you know, giving you the platform to, you know, share your story with the people. And, uh, so like I said, with this show, they're not tuning in to hear me. They're here to hear. They're here for you. So it's like I wanted. Uh, I all like right. giving you guys the platform and to, and to share your story and because like you said, everyone's everyone's got stories, right? So uh, no, has been great having for you. Sure. And, yeah. and, and I know Thomas. I know we
0: all we all appreciate it. Yeah, all the ice swords lads definitely appreciate you. You know everything you've been doing for it, all the promoting and all that, and and having us on your show. Like you said, you got quite a. You know, quite a backlog. Uh, so it's you know definitely an honor to be on you know on the same show that all these legends have been on and stuff for sure.
1: Well, I appreciate that. No, and like I said, it uh, it's just been fun having you guys and getting to meet you guys. Unfortunately, with your injury at the last one, I didn't get the chance to meet you. But uh, it uh, yeah, in, person, in the hospital, all fucking yeah. Up, man. Yeah, I could think of a few better things I'd rather do in Edmonton than hang out at the at the hospital. But uh, right, right, but uh, right. hopefully you're back 100 percent here for the third one. But uh, but before we go, oh yeah, definitely. Well, I was going to say before you go, um, I obviously uh, it takes a lot of like you said, you need a good camp and everything else. It takes you it takes a lot of people to get to Ice Wars and support you in Ice Wars. That being your sp- some of your sponsors. Who, uh, do you want to give anybody a shout out right now for your sponsors? yes yeah
0: thank you i appreciate that yeah big shout out to the sponsors uh smith brothers combat sports uh my bare knuckle gym down in tampa there um dynamic Love solutions my good buddy uh tim hooker there over at dynamic Love solutions and uh charlie markowitz at vision brazilian jiu-jitsu out of farmington hills michigan and then uh, my top sponsor, uh, Wheel TV and Wheel Transport, uh, my buddy John Stonehouse out of Wheel there. He's really, really helped me a lot. And uh, I'll, I'll, everybody involved with it. Thank you so much for all the, you know, everything you do for me, you know. Definitely. Uh, really appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, those are the sponsors. But, yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on, man. Thanks again.
1: No, absolutely. Anytime. And like I said, we well, uh, you know, after you get healed up and you're back out there playing and and uh, maybe heading – after Ice Wars Three, we'll have to, we'll have to get you back yeah, on. Yeah, us the some, stories.
0: Have a, yeah, have some some more Ice Wars chatter and hopefully some uh, some some good talk about some scraps in the Fed.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, when 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 are you getting that when that Patty merch comes in? I, I got oh, a graphic. Oh, yeah, sure yeah. you, man. I, I
0: got a I got a big yes, yeah, speaking of uh my buddy uh, Stonehouse out of wheel there. He's uh yeah, he he's helped me set up the clothing line and stuff. We got a huge shipment coming in. Yeah, definitely you'll be one of the first on the mail list to get one sent to you over there. There For we sure. go.
1: Yeah, team Paddywhack. I mean, don't tell Justice, the There you go. I got my haymaker shirt. Don't, don't tell him. <laughs> oh we got we, we got he's got one of mine,
0: he's got well as you know, we cornered each other to me and he and Smoke are real tight. So no, yeah, we, we rep each other's I was wearing I was wearing his uh, his haymaker shirt the other day out.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go, there we go. No, like I said, who would have thought, eh? A year ago. Now all of a sudden we're selling merchandise yeah. and uh, and we're we're going down well, that train with crazy. Trevor Trevor Gillies. How crazy is that? Yeah, wild stuff. Wild stuff, man. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing what a year can do. But uh, anyway, Keith, yep. uh, I want to thank you very much again for coming on and uh, and, uh, and and taking the time to share your story today.
0: For sure, buddy. Yeah, thanks again for having me on. Yeah, it was great talking with you.